Welcome to Good Mid-Morning. I'm your host, Liam Flanagan, a.k.a. DJ Flash Gordon, quarterback, New York Jets, a.k.a. DJ FGQB NYJs. Today is Monday, June 14th, and oh, what a show we have for you. Hey, give us a text. Our text line is open, and the number is 971-361-9396. Give us a shout-out, and we'll give you a shout-out. I want to thank all our sponsors, of course, all our lovely sponsors. Ralph's Bags Ralph's bags for Liquids. Tired of having leaky bags? They are a mess. So try Ralph, Ralph's Bags for Liquids. Nothing keeps liquid in like a Ralph bag. Uh, we also want to thank Sally's Speedy Soup Truck. If you need soup right now, then you got to call Sally's Speedy Soup Truck. Just listen for the sloshing, and you know she's coming. And lastly, we want to thank Matt's Mute Button for Dogs. It's like a mute button for your TV, but for your dog. Matt, Matt's Mute Buttons for Dogs. Well, I don't know why I wrote all those incredibly hard things to say. <laughs> anyway, thanks again to those sponsors. If you or your business would like to be an actual sponsor for Good Mid-Morning or any of the great podcasts on Podland, send an email to liam at podland.productions. What is up, Shady Pines Radio? Here we are. It's good mid-morning, and uh, this is our first Monday on Shady Pines Radio. We're now going to be on Shady Pines Monday through Wednesday. That's right. And then you can still catch our Thursday show on Podland.Productions. So now you know that. Head on over to Podland. Check and check it out, what we got going on. Um, keep it right here. You know, uh, It's going to be a fun morning. We've got a guest who is, we have a pianist coming in in just a little bit. They were running a little bit uh, behind, but they're on their way. Gonna, uh, It's going to be a good, good, fun show. So, you know, send us a text. Let us know what you're doing, what your morning's like, what you want to hear about. You know, we're just, uh, you know, kind of starting this show. We've been uh, on Podland for now. This is, I think this might be our 50th episode. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this is our 50th episode. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to throw a song on, and we are going to uh, we're going to welcome our guest because our guest just arrived. So let me just toss on something, and uh, for a little break here, you're listening to Good Mid Morning right here on Shady Pines Radio.
You're listening to Good Mid Morning right here on on Shines Radio and Podland.Productions. Folks, uh, what a show we have for you. It's Monday, and we're so excited to be here on Shady Pines Radio. Now, Monday through th- through Wednesday. That's right. Tell your friends. Uh, what a show, what a show we have for you. Joining me today, a Portland nav- native focused on creating new music and teaching future generations the piano. He's working on finishing his first sonata uh, with many more compositions on the way. You can find his music on his YouTube, YouTube page, Classical Piano Improvisations, and more information on his website, robertbomstad.weebly.com. It's my pleasure to welcome pianist Robert Bomstad to Good Mid-Morning. Good Mid-Morning, Robert. It's beautiful day. It is. It's a nice day out there. It's raining, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's nice. The plants are happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or as my father used to say, the ducks are happy. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You, uh, you're, you're from Portland, and... <coughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I grew up here, and uh, it's a great, great town. Um, my senior year of high school, I heard this piece by Beethoven, uh, the third movement of the Moonlight Sonata, mm-hmm. um, and that's what inspired me to start playing. Um, before that, I was playing death metal and shredding on guitar and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, how long have you been playing the piano? Oh, uh, so that's about 13 years now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just uh, started teaching myself off of the Guitar Pro program even before really getting good with sight reading. And, uh, yeah, just um, it took a long time before I felt comfortable uh, enough with the instrument to compose something for it because there's so much you can do it's like it's kind of like floating in the ocean or something um, right whereas like with the guitar um, so I was, was playing guitar since I was 12 and uh-huh. uh, I mean the way the chords it's all laid out it kind of just writes itself once you get the feeling but um, yeah there's definitely a reason why all the music schools make you take a piano class, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what? Uh, so you you're saying that the you li- you heard uh, uh, a symphony or uh, what was it the? Oh yeah, Mozart. the third movement of the Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven. It's like. That's what yeah. you heard that, and you're like, I want to play that. Exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And y- how old were you when that when that happened? Uh, I was. Uh, I think I just turned seventeen. Yeah. I was uh, right at the beginning of my senior year of high school. I mean, that's pretty metal. I mean, you said you were you were playing yeah. metal, and what? I mean, that that was pretty metal. What? The <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it wasn't a far jump. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, uh, so who are who are some of your favorite composers, living or dead? Well, yeah, I mean Beethoven, Beethoven was first love, and then I uh, was really into Scriabin for a long time. I mean, I still am. I'm working on some of his music right now. Um, yeah, Scriabin and Beethoven are probably my biggest influences. Um, 
and I mean, there's lots of great composers, and um, I've been really influenced a lot by Indian music lately, because um, I started making these flutes out of bamboo like uh, a couple of years ago, just have like some fun instrument to carry around. Um, you started making them? Yeah. Um, I mean, I started with the Bansuri, which is the North Indian style, and those are really nice for shredding on. Uh -huh. and, um, just the way that they, because they, they have the drone going, so there's always a solid tonic, and so you're always just, you're, you're doing other things instead of changing keys, and it, the way that they, the harmonies implied in that music is really, uh, opened my eyes to approaching the piano in a different way. Uh -huh. um, can you give us, can you show, can you give us an example? Can you play something? Yeah, I mean, um, I kind of approach it like just transposing through the scale. So like one could be like. Did you, is that something you've written or were you just kind of messing around? There? Yeah, I was just messing around. I mean, it was just based on the, that scale yeah. and then like just transposing it uh, with kind of uh, diatonic ideas in mind. Um, right, right. Uh, so what is, what's the classical music scene like these days? Oh, uh, well, uh, I mean, it depends. Uh, here in town, it's pretty cool. They have the Classical Revolution PDX uh -huh. group. Um, so they, they used to have the Classical Music Open Mics, uh, which are a lot of fun. Um, I mean, there's that, and then... Classic, uh, well classical, <laughs> classical Music Open Mics? Yeah, yeah. Um, How many people do you would, would be able to sit in on it? Like, <laughs> actually be able to... <laughs> Well, it seems like it would be very long. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's cool. I mean, people would show up and sight read different stuff, and um, yeah, I'm, it, it's uh, part of their ideas to bring classical music to younger people and right. make it so it's not so stuffy and dusty and yeah that. and why uh why is that important you know do you think um yeah i mean ideally it's like the beauty is just in the music itself and you don't have to like convince people that it's beautiful but i think i mean from my personal experience my what i hear and music has changed so drastically since when I began with Beethoven. And now it's like I almost don't hear wrong notes anymore. It's just... That's part of the song, yeah. I mean, all... To me, all music is just, well, primarily rhythm and harmony. And there's tone color, et cetera. But, um, so the genres are just like different colors on the color wheel. And then... 
Now I forget where I'm going with this. That's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you? Uh, can you play us a piece? You know something, something. I don't. Yeah. Uh, oh. You're so you're an improv. You do improvisational classical tunes. Yeah, right? that's uh, so far. That's what I've put on the YouTube page. Is just improv stuff. Yeah. And then right now I'm working on completing the this piano sonata. It's three movements. Um, I, I'm about ready to record it. It's just uh, some like little final touches I was working on. Yeah. Um, but uh, that that should. Yeah, I'm just really excited to get that done and get some of these other pieces uh, out of my system. Um, yeah, I mean, there's also some cello pieces I, I'm gonna do after yeah. this. Uh, as well as some shakuhachi stuff. But, uh, well, let's hear a little piano, yeah. and then I'd, I'm interested in hearing the the shakuhachi as well. But oh, for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's let's hear something. All right. Listening to Good Mid Morning right here on Shady Pines Radio and Podland Dot Productions. We're here with Robert Bumstad, uh, and that was uh, that was amazing. That was beautiful. Uh, if you want to send in a text, a question, or anything, you can send the text line is nine seven one three six one nine three nine six. And yeah, just uh, yeah. So that was uh, you just made that up. Yeah, just kind of basing it around going around the tonic with the whole steps. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot different playing this instrument than the one that I'm used to. Um, right, you, you have like a, a, a grand piano? 
Yeah, I was lucky enough to get one the last summer. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely kind of the the bane of the pianist's existence. Is <laughs> it's so adjusting. true. Yeah. <laughs> I had we had friends over for dinner last night, and, and uh, one of my and the friend a friend was saying, you know. Uh, oh, I love this piano, and I was like, "Oh yeah, just, why don't you just take it, take it home <laughs> with you? You can, you know, nice. no problem." But uh, yeah, the the old piano, not something you can really carry around. Yeah, that's that was a uh, yeah a lot of the motivation to start playing the the bamboo instruments. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I used to to play uh, you know outside. When they put it, when they put those pianos downtown, yeah, um, that was really cool. Um, yeah, I love that. Uh, I love that that they do that. I don't know if they're. I hope they they do it again this summer um, because that yeah. that was one of my favorite things to do. Or, or uh, whenever it happens, whenever I c I s come upon a piano that's that's just sitting there, I, I have to play it, and I'm so happy that people do that because yeah, that's one yeah. of the most exciting things for me. Is to, like, yeah, like see a piano. <laughs> exactly like oh like, my god i can i can play this right now i found the end of the rainbow <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so uh so yeah so what's going the the classical music scene we we're talking about the classical mu music yeah. music scene scene um and in it, in conversations that we were having through the emails you you uh you seem to have like a uh i don't I don't know. You seem a little bit angry about about what's going on. Um, you, uh, an elitist attitude, I believe, is is one of the words that, or uh, phrases was used. Well, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, there's just politics and like people like who do you know, et cetera. It's. Um, I mean, one of the best examples is uh, Ivo Pogorelic. He was this pianist that entered uh i think it was the chopin competition and uh his interpretation was just not standard enough and so they booted him out but then martha argerich who's arguably the world's most famous best pianist um was so mad that she left because she was a judge um so yeah, so, yeah. Based so just based on this, uh, on on his on their interpretation of this piece, it just wasn't. It wasn't. They didn't yeah. play it to the, you know, like the, in the style of that period. Right. Um, well, that's crazy. I mean, isn't? Yeah. I mean, shouldn't classical music kind of be evolving a little bit? You know, is, yeah. Should I mean? Do we need to play it exactly the way that it was written? No, I mean, and looking back to. Bach even a lot of the like he didn't mark down dynamics or I mean there's a lot of room to interpret his music it's not even written for a particular instrument it's just the notes um, all the time uh, and I think it's part of the nature of the beast so to speak because um, when you I mean, people are encouraged to go into classical training early, and then it's like they spend their whole life in the practice room. Like, they don't really experience the life enough to say stuff. Like, yeah, suppose. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I I appreciate people who can sight read and and do all that stuff. I I appreciate it. I I can't read music, 
but uh, you know, I, I, I just sometimes wonder, like, you know, I don't know, just where's the where, uh, where's the? Not, I I want to say love, but that I don't know if that's the right word, but like, the, you know, the just the emotions you get when you're, you know, improving or you know, mm -hmm. writing your own stuff, uh, all that, all those feelings. I don't, I I just don't know if I could get that just playing somebody else's music. Yeah, it's such a different experience when you're improvising versus um, just reading off the printed page. And that's such a interesting uh, chasm between jazz and classical where, I mean, the jazz harmony is like really great. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's easy to, It's like you don't feel as free when you're doing the classical music. It's right, yeah. And, and all the best compositions come out of improvisation, I think, or some kind of mastery of the instrument. Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, they have to, right? Like, you can't, I mean, it, it, unless you're, unless, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess I've, because I've never, I've never really written any music down, but it always seems like when I'm, you know, writing a song or, you know, putting a song together, it starts with me messing around, you yeah. know, just doing something silly and then be like, oh, I, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has to be, you have to be able to manifest it in reality. It can't just be like <laughs> right. something in, in your head. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's hear something else. Do you, you want to play another, sure. another little piece? Um, yeah, sounds good. <coughs>
You're listening to Good Mid Morning right here on Shady Pines Radio and Podland Dot Productions. We're going to take a quick break to hear from some sponsors, and uh, we'll be right back. Since the dawn of mankind, people have strived to label and beautify their surroundings. From primitive marks in caves to bedazzled jean jackets, we have evolved, and yet the questions remain. How can I create a lasting impression that can be everywhere and won't empty my wallet? StickerNinja.com Answering the call locally since 2011. Finally, your art, your statement, your important message in affordable sticker form. It's easy. Pick out the style, size, and quantity of stickers, send them your artwork, and in no time you get high-quality vinyl stickers. Waterproof, UV-resistant, in vibrant color, with free domestic shipping, and right now you can use the code SPR10 and get 10% off your order. Fulfill your destiny and get Get to sticking your statement everywhere with StickerNinja.com. Sticker Ninja! You're listening to ShadyPinesRadio.com. Here's the lineup for Monday. At 9 a.m., it's Good Mid-Morning with DJ Flash Gordon, quarterback, New York Jets. A Case of the Mondays with General Electric at 10 a.m. At 11 a.m., Outlaws and Rebels with Outlaw. Mood Swings with Moonlit Brit at noon. At 1 p.m., WCRB-FM with Carlos the Rollerblader. At 2 p.m., Forget-Me-Nots with Kayla Smith. From 3 to 5, Radiocracy with Steve and Nico. At 5 p.m., Queer Ear with Ariel Chamberlain. Rolling with the Fog from 6 till 8 p.m. with Greg Fogg. 8 to 10 p.m., Sub Rosa Sound Radio with Ariel Wang. And at 10 p.m., it's Light as a Feather with Renan Davidson. No matter the day or time, you've picked the right time to listen in. Thanks for listening, and tell others. Shady Pines Radio. That's right, folks. Right, folks. Don't tell your friends. Let your family know that you're listening to Shady Pines Radio, that you're listening to Good Mid-Morning. Share it. You're on a device. Go ahead. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, comment, and review on Insta. You can follow us at good underscore mid underscore morning, and you can follow me at DJFGQBNYJs. And please follow Shady Pines Radio at Shady Pines Radio and Podland Productions at Podland.Productions. Hanging out with uh, improvisational pianist Robert uh, Robert Bomstad. Uh, I'm saying that right, right? Yeah, you got it okay. right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about the difference between like recording and playing live and doing live performances. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, like the bane of the classical music world existence. Um, I, I love the quote by one of my favorite pianists, uh, Vladimir Sofroninsky. He he would call his recordings his corpses because yeah. they're not live. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, he was early 1900s. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so recording isn't. Uh, it's not as it's not as fun as as playing live. Well, or definitely not. I yeah. mean, it's like recording. It's like you want to play it perfectly so you never have to play it again. And then playing live is like, I want to connect with these people and, you know, um, 
it the I, I think what happened was when the recording started then it's like the obsession with being perfect came to the forefront right. and then the had to sacrifice like the feeling and passion and I mean you don't get the same quality of performance when you're alone in a room by yourself versus yeah. when you're playing for people and then as soon as soon as the record button is on like that it's uh, it's incredible like it i you know yeah. you could play a song over and over and over again play it perfectly 10 times in a row you hit record it's over it's like <laughs> magic <yeah. laughs> it's just like oh i'm screwing up like right away i it's, mean it may be just uh always record is yeah the answer, always right? record yeah or you know if you've got somebody you know if you're in a studio just say don't tell me if you're recording or not you know <laughs> just uh you know but uh, yeah it's a uh, it's it's so it's i think it's the bane of of almost every musician like just forgetting about yourself yeah <laughs> what do you so what do you like most about the live performance you said connecting with the people and yeah i mean it's it's just exhilarating and i mean it forces you to keep moving forward instead of being like, oh shit, I'm going to redo this. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just much more rewarding. Um, I mean, I find that all my favorite recordings are live performances. Um, right. and it's, it's like that quote by Beethoven. It's, uh, something like, uh, wrong note is insignificant, but, playing without passion is unforgivable something like that yeah um and yeah we're just we expect everything to be so perfect these days and humans aren't perfect and no but we can be better yeah and (laughs) that's definitely something that i think live performing is it's like gives you an edge to sharpen yourself against um when in the recording room, it's just it's it's too easy to fall into different like traps and stuff. Yeah, it's so easy to just yeah absolutely just to be like you know like you were saying you're trying to do, do it perfect. So uh, in a, a live performance, like if you were to hit you know maybe an off note, mm-hmm. you'd still keep going because you know you, you that's that's the only choice you have is to keep going. And yeah. when you're recording, it's like Oh, well, I hit that wrong note, you know, but I might, I, I should stop and, and, and fix that or start over. And, you yeah. know, you know, you can get almost all the way to the end of a song and have one note screw up and be like, ah, now I have to redo this whole thing. <coughs> but in a live performance, you just keep on going. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, it's like your subconscious is just like not fully in gear when you're in the recording studio. Yeah. It's like you're, in the back of your mind, it's always like, oh, I can just do it later or something. And it's not how. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fix it in post is what they say. Uh, would you like to, do you want to play? You brought another instrument with you. Oh, yeah, the, the shakuhachi. It's, uh, yeah, just, uh, it's like the Japanese style flute uh, made out of bamboo. It just has five holes in it. It's the pentatonic scale. Thank you. 
but then you can do different cross fingerings and get a bunch of cool sounds. So like... So you made that though. You made, uh, you make that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. It's just gotta hollow out the tube and cut the edge and yeah. Um, Put holes in it. <laughs> yeah, there's five holes. There's a good uh, equation on you can find online to like ratio and all that. So yeah. <coughs> so how many? How many have you made? Do you make? I mean. Uh, I've probably made like a dozen or so. Are um, they in different, like different sizes, different tunings, or is it all? Yeah, it's funny. Um, some of them, I mean, yeah, but some of them, like, uh, not this one, but they, they come in pairs. Uh -huh. Like, I'll make them just to however long the nodes are, and then they just happen to be exactly the same uh, pitch. It's a little spooky. Yeah. But yeah, eventually I'll, I'll probably start selling them and I mean I was thinking of actually learn actually learning the actual repertoire and um, even getting my teaching license because uh, there's this one guy in town um, between here and Seattle that teaches um, but uh, yeah it's more for meditation it's it's not really the way i describe it is like the the ben suri is good for shredding on and then this one it's like it's like every note is like a different tone color uh-huh and so if you play too fast it's like a strobe light and you're gonna <laughs> get delirious or something so. yeah <laughs> it's a beautiful sounding instrument what uh how'd you pick that up um yeah uh yeah, just looking for portable instruments. Uh, I first found this it's like pocket saxophone, and um, yeah, that, that was cool. Um, and then I went to the Duduk next, the Armenian Duduk, um, and that uh, that's that's a beautiful instrument. Um, and then. Then I just went to the bamboo and so North Indian style, and then now the Japanese. Um, 
So it seems like you're trying you, you're trying to learn like uh, like you're you're learning a lot of different instruments from a lot of different places. Yeah, um, I mean, definitely instruments are just the vessel for carrying something. Yeah, um, and Did it's kind of uh, well, it's kind of ironic because the well, the piano, like everything's out of tune. Um, because the equal temperament versus just intonation, which all has to do with the overtone series. Um, so they, they tune all the, for those who don't know, it's they, they tune all the fifths slightly flat on the piano so you can change keys, but it's not really in tune with itself. It's yeah. kind of hard to describe. <laughs> um, but uh, that's that's the key that, all the music around the world is built out of is the overtone series. Oh, okay. Um, it's just a series of notes that goes up and then, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, some overtone singing is really cool where they, they do the two pitches at once. Um, right. So how many, uh, how many instruments do you play? Um, I mean, I can only. And you don't play have to like play. You don't have to time. play them. You know, super great. Yeah. But. Uh, I mean, I spent a lot of time with guitar and then piano. Now this, uh, I played violin a lot and been doing cello lately. I'm writing a cello concerto. Um, which hopefully. So so when did you pick up the cello? Like, I mean, ch the, the violin and the cello aren't. Those aren't super easy instruments to to. It's not like somebody, uh, you, those aren't like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to pick up the cello, you know. Well, I started I started about when I picked up piano, um, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's just hard to play with good posture. And um, so I just, yeah, back and all that. So just kind of went with piano. And then I got my cello uh, about two years ago. And uh, yeah, that thing fits me a lot better. Yeah. Um, and I've just, I've got some pieces I've written for it, but I've just been focused on getting this piano sonata uh, recorded. Um, yeah. Yeah. One thing at a time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to, it's like that 80 20 rule. It's like we're 80% of the effort gets like, 20% of the work done <laughs> something like that <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's hear another uh, some yeah, more sure. some more piano um. do you want to play a little bit of the of the sonata um I mean I can give it a shot yeah it's uh yeah I'll just play through a little of some of the like the second theme I guess yeah it's like these plastic keys and just the weight it's uh 
yeah, it's, it's totally different. It's way different. Yeah. Yeah. I normally when I'm in a situation with this type of instrument, I'll just improvise something to yeah. try to get the most out of the instrument instead of trying to like. Yeah, that makes sense. Fit a square into a hole. Or Absolutely. Whatever. Yeah. No, you're used to. Yeah, when you're used to playing that that your your own instrument, and I totally get what you're saying. Um, yeah. So you know, if you want to just uh, improv. Yeah, I'll just try to go for a different harmony than I have before. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. I, I'm, I love what you're playing, so it's all great. You're listening to uh, Good Mid-Morning right here on Shady Pines Radio. Listening to Good Mid Morning right here on Shady Pines Radio. We're hanging out with Robert Bomstead, uh, improvisational classical pianist. So one thing I was I was uh, kind of thinking about while you were playing that, like, reminded me of like when I'm you know doing playing piano, improving, doing whatever. Uh, do you <laughs> do you have like maybe little stories that are going on <laughs> in your head as you, like you know? You know, maybe it's a soft part and you're, you know, thinking maybe bunny rabbits or something. And then as it gets heavier, like, are the are are there nights coming? 
Do you got anything like that going on in your head? Um, sometimes, yeah. It's uh, it's all at the same time. It's 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 hard to distinguish between like a story and just the notes. Yeah. Because to me, every note in the scale is like a different character. So. And then when you change keys, that same note, it's like it goes somewhere else on some journey. And um, and where where do you uh, wh- how you know how do you determine uh, the end? You know the, <laughs> where <laughs> that's the hardest part. Yeah, it's like just do you keep going forever? I mean, ideally, a piece of music has some self-organizing or self-similar pattern that creates a strong identity and so it's like you know that seed should drive the entire composition uh, improvised or not and the yeah every piece of music should have some sort of structure I mean whether it's improvised or not it should you want to reach some sort of climax or go somewhere. Um, I mean, it depends on if you're trying to go into a trance or something. I mean, there's different reasons for music. Um, but going I think into a trance being one of the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but I just think of, I guess it's good to think backwards. Like what is the biggest thing you'll do on the instrument and then go backwards from there like build your way towards that and then once you've arrived there then just end it uh, as gracefully as possible right <laughs> get to the top of the mountain and then yeah. go down i mean if if you even want to go down or all right yeah down, i mean yeah definitely each composition's like a i think of like a mountain range and i try to see it all in my head at once because it's I mean it, it's definitely a it's like a fourth dimensional art form yeah I, I would always think about painting and it's like it's trapped in the second dimension and then it's like we see like if one wrong color or something it's like it's immediately obvious but then with music if you play a wrong note it's not really like you can pass by it. You can't. Yeah. But maybe the fourth dimensional beings are, like, they're the ones I have to play the right notes for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's the 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 uh, the thing about playing a wrong note is, uh, you know, usually you're the only one that knows that you played a wrong note. Oh, I mean, well, with the classical music. Well, I guess with the classical music. Oh yeah, my it's, god! Uh, like <laughs> the judges in those competitions just look for wrong notes more than right. try to. Yeah, it's um So do you compete? Are you do you Oh no. Um No. Um that's uh I, I just wanna play my own compositions and I mean there's already millions of recordings of every piece and uh I mean I, I'm I'm working on uh a couple a couple of recordings right now. Um but yeah, competing in music is 
kind of an oxymoron. It's like, what's the most beautiful color of the rainbow or something? Yeah. It's, it's. Well, we, you know, uh, we, uh, Podland has a, a, a podcast called Fiddle Me This, and it's, uh, uh it's, a uh, host JT Trawick goes and he, and he talks and plays with, uh, fiddlers from the great Northwest. And, uh, one of the things, and they always talk about fiddle competitions Yeah. and almost, uh, almost every episode so much that I would end up cutting it out of, of each episode. But, oh, uh, the host would start talking about how. You know the fiddle competitions are are great if you want to you know learn how to you know play your instrument super proficiently, mm-hmm. but you know but when it comes down to the music like you know whoever wrote the music that was just the way they wanted it you know that's the way they played it you know yeah and and there's no you know there's no reason to continue just playing it that one way because everybody's different everybody you know plays things different so you should be able to add your own little flavor to which you know reminded me when you were talking about the the guy who who got booted out because he changed changed it a little bit or played it his own way like yeah that's ridiculous you should be able to i mean that's that's music it's all your interpretation yeah it's like i think of that saying by stravinsky it's like to it's like don't worship or tend to the flame don't worship it yeah i like that this will be, I think, I think um, an epi- the episode with the most quotes from classical uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. composers. I mean, I know what they're talking about. So. Um, I would love to hear some more. Yeah. Um, any uh, any requests? Like, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I try to approach each improvisation with some simple idea in mind just to move things forward so i mean i could just use a melody and then take that through different styles or try to like pick a harmony and then just get that to blossom into something yeah do you have like is there do you find uh uh like a a certain note or somewhere on the piano that your hand tends to go to to like start an improv i play in c sharp a lot okay um i find i like to play in that key a lot just because it your hand well playing in any of the black keys really your your hand's higher up so like it's easier to drop down into the white keys yeah um yeah i mean it's a little harder to the black keys are a little smaller, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's hear a little more.
Good mid-morning right here on Shady Pines Radio and Podland Out Productions. Hanging out with Robert Bomstad. You can uh, find his YouTube page at Classical Piano Improvis- Improvisations and more information about him at robertbomstad.weebly.com. Um, so you're uh, looking to – you're almost done recording this Sonata. Uh, are you, are you going to release it? Are you going to put it on Bandcamp? Probably just going to throw it on YouTube and – move on to the next piece yeah um, i yeah i'm just gonna record it in my living room with the grand piano i mean i live on next to a busy freeway exit so there's gonna be some traffic sounds uh-huh. and at that point it's like don't need to obsess over making it perfect uh, i mean i don't know every little squeak in the bench or whatever it's like yeah i'd, I'd rather just as long as I'm playing well and the right notes is That's my my goal, and eventually I'll. Yeah, I mean, once I actually do a performance of it live, I think that'll be a better recording, anyways. So. Right. I, and are you are you writing it uh, a note noting? Note? Yeah, I mean, I have the outer movements written down, um, but uh, I was just doing that for my friend mostly. Um, and uh but i just i don't really see the point in writing my music down if i'm the only one that's going to play it right um i mean if someone wants to play it that bad they can just transcribe it and transcribe it themselves yeah yeah (laughs) okay i'll give you a piece of paper and a pencil (laughs) uh so what you got so uh anything else planned for the future i mean you after you finish this you're just gonna oh, move yeah. on to the next one or um yeah i've got yeah probably like seven other piano sonatas i want to write down and uh those should come a lot faster after once i get this one out of the way and then yeah just some cello music and i mean i definitely like it's all gonna lead to writing a piano concerto uh-huh. Which, I mean, concertos are, I, I feel like it's like the pinnacle of music now what's, in a way. Now, just so people are know, that, like, what's the difference between a, a sonata and a concerto? Um, well, a sonata is just like a 
form of music like 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 verse chorus etc okay and then a concerto will can use that form but concerto is just a piece of music for orchestra and soloist or multiple soloists so i mean there's even a typewriter concerto um nice <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah so it's like some someone who plays the instrument really well and then and you get the full tone colors out of the orchestra and it's right. uh, well that's yeah. exciting so that's kind of on yeah um on the horizon down the road yeah i think i'll finish my cello concerto first and then uh move on to the piano concerto and then after that i'll probably start writing some symphonies when i'm 40 or something nice <laughs> perfect uh well thank you so much for coming by um like i said folks you can find more uh, uh you can find his youtube page at classical piano improvisations and his website robertbomstad.weebly.com um tomorrow folks on the show we're gonna have uh joey ficken is gonna be the it's tuesdays with joey folks uh right here on shady pines and then on wednesday folks we're gonna have arlo warehouser and cassidy quinn so that's gonna be a lot of fun uh keep it locked on here to shady pines radio do you want to play us out sure all right uh you you've, you've been, been listening to good mid-morning right here on shady pines radio on podland productions uh remember to like us wherever you do and all that stuff and we'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Play us on out. Thank you.